Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman. Well, we're glad to have you back inside the Money Night Podcast. I am Ben George, along with Wade Chessman, certified financial planner and certified kingdom advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. You can find them online at chessmanwealth.com. Also, the co-author of Giving Transforms You. And we are looking forward to talking with you today, Wade, about good news and bad news. Yeah, good news, bad news. I love it. Like everything in life, right? There's it's always going to be a balance. You know, there's going to be times in financial planning where you have to deliver some bad news to clients, right? It's going to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. But there's also some good news that typically follows that. So we're going to talk about the dichotomy of those two and, and, and how they play together. So yeah, what you don't want is bad news, bad news. <laughs> Nobody wants bad news, bad news. Yet you I deliver- got some bad news and I got some worse news. No, you yeah, don't which, want that. Which one do you want to take first? Yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Well, look, if you haven't joined us before, glad to have you. Uh, please hit subscribe on the podcast if you haven't. But chessmanwealth.com is the website. We put all of the podcasts up there as well for you. If you have, if you missed some, you want to go back through them. But while you're on there, you're also going to see a bunch of other resources that'll help you with financial planning, legacy planning, estate planning, all this stuff. It's all there on the website. Just go to the insights tab, drop it down, and you're going to see uh, unlimited resources for you. So there's plenty of time you can spend there on the website. And uh, also on the front page, you'll see a lot too. So there's, there's a lot there. And uh, that's the goal of this show. And uh, what Wade does every day, I try to help bring some financial literacy, educate people in the process. And that's what we hope to do today. So let's kick it off, Wade, with some good news, bad news. I'm going to talk about some situations here in life where retirees might be given some bad news during a financial review that that you're working with somebody. And we're going to evaluate whether or not the good news, though, offsets the bad news. So the first one we got, the bad news is you still have a lot of debt. But the good news is that some of that interest you're paying is tax deductible. Well, you know, that's a good one. You know, I always I hear people say a lot of times, well, I've got this debt, but then I've got this, I can deduct it. And that's true. That is the good news about the debt. But you know what even better news would be? No debt, right? Because right. If, you, if, you have, if you spend a dollar to save 30 cents or 25 cents as a deduction, well, I'd still rather have the 75 cents. Does that make sense? So if, yeah. you, if, you, have t- if you have interest you're paying on a debt, Yes, you, you might be able to deduct the interest expense, but you still had to pay it. And you don't, you don't get to deduct 100% of it. It's just a portion, right? I mean, you get to deduct 100% of it, but it only saves you a percentage of that, right? whatever your tax rate is. So yes, it's, great. it's better to have debt that is tax deductible than to have debt that's not like credit card debt or auto debt or things like that. But the even betterer news if I can use that word, which is not a word, <laughs> is to have no debt at all. So yes, good news is if you have a lot of debt, but at least you can you can deduct some of that, hey, great. But let's work toward the best scenario, which is get rid of all the debt. Yeah, that's the, that's the end game for sure. All right, let's go with this one. The bad news is that mutual, your mutual fund has not performed very well, but the good news is that the fees are going to be pretty low. Yeah, <laughs> I hear this one a lot. You know, it's so, it's all about, you know, I just, I'm not paying my fee. My fee's low. My fee's low. That's all I, you know, it's, that's the main thing. It is important to understand what you're paying for when it comes to your investments, the planning. That's why, you know, one of our um, mantras is we want to be transparent about it. We're not trying to hide anything. We want you to really understand the investment you're making when you work with us. But it's not, yeah, you can have 
if an investment's performing well, but it just happens performing poorly, but it just happens to have low fees, so what? You know, you're not getting any value. So it's not just low fees in and of itself. It's fees that are the reasonable that, and you're actually getting some value out of it. So you don't want to, you know, be so myopic and look at just the fees and forget, you know, what are you actually getting for it? Although there, that's an important part of looking at everything is understanding the fees. That's not everything. Well, tell me if this good news offsets the bad news. Uh, we talk okay. we talk about long term care quite a bit um, in the planning process, and it's very important. It can be very expensive for many people. The bad news is that you're not going to have enough money to pay for your nursing home care. But the good news is that Medicaid will step in. Yeah. Well, I don't. You know, that's not what I want to have happen for me. I don't hmm. want to be in such a financial position that Medicaid will step in and take care of things because Medicaid. Yes, they may come in and take care of things, but that not isn't necessarily going to be the type of care that perhaps you had hoped it would be. Medicaid is for people that don't have any assets. It's for poor people. There is Medicaid planning that you can do. You can move stuff around and you can put assets in trust and do all kinds of things so that you can become eligible for Medicaid. But that's not the type of planning that, you know, most of our clients are in, interested in. They want to preserve their wealth. They want to be able to live comfortably and they want to be able to pass on a legacy to their family and their favorite charities and the organizations that are important to them. So that's the good news on that one is not very good news at all. <laughs> uh, I would say let's let's plan and make sure that we don't have to step in and be eligible for Medicaid because truly to be eligible for Medicaid, you really can't have any real money and you can't have any real assets. You have to, it has to all be spent down and then you're left with relying on the government. I don't know about you, Ben. Right. But I don't think the government, I don't love the way they do things all the time, you know? Yeah. No, you know, I'm, I'm glad honest, they got, like, for example, I'm really pumped they got this vaccine out, all right? It's great. Right. But have you gotten it? I'm not on any list. It's yeah. not like it's being efficiently run, at least in my area, you know? So that's not what I want to rely on. I thought, yeah, it's funny you say that because I just read something yesterday that I think 1% of Americans have been, have gotten the vaccine. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy to think about. Like it's going to be, there's going to be a shorter time period to develop a vaccine for a pandemic right. than to get it out to people. Yeah. So it's nuts. that's not who I want taking care of me in my long, in my old age and my long-term care. Let's yeah, talk about that. Don't rely on anyone else. Um, okay. Well, speaking, speaking of the government, how about social security? There's a lot mm -hmm. of concern, obviously with social security. Will it be able to Stay afloat, I guess, essentially. What's going to mm -hmm. have to change with Social Security? Well, the bad news is time is running out to save Social Security. But the good news, Wade, is your politicians want your, your vote. So they're probably going to keep it intact long enough for you not to have to worry about it. Okay. Now, <laughs> you know you know what I'm going to say here. <laughs> I don't want to rely on those guys and women in Washington. You know, it's not Republican, Democrat. They've all been doing this, kicking the can down the road, kicking the can down the road, borrowing money like you know, drunken sailors and getting us into more and more and more debt. Our jet debt to GDP has skyrocketed. I do think that there's some quick and easy fixes that could be done with Social Security to keep it intact or at least keep most of it intact. And I, I do think eventually some things will be done. But unfortunately, I think like a lot of things, they'll wait until it's so bad that they are, have, are forced to act and they'll do something. I, I'm not one of those f folks that there won't be any Social Security when your time comes. But, you know, if you're in your 20s, you got a lot less chance than if you're in your, already in your 50s, 60s. 
of there being something there. But I would not count on the politicians. You know, I would I would still use Social Security in my planning, but I would make sure that you have some other things to supplement it and not rely on that. So no, not a big not big fan of the politicians doing the right thing. You know, they should have done something years ago, but they've just been waiting and waiting because no one wants to it's like a sacred cow that no one wants to mess with, but they've got to mm-hmm. they've got to do some things. But I guess it's safe to say though that you know, if anybody that's truly worried about Social Security and and you need to plan, you know, for worst case scenarios, that's what you do a lot of times with right. the planning. But I mean, I guess it's safe to say though that because of the political aspect of it, that they will do, you know, they will make changes to bring in more money or to delay benefits or whatever it is. I think they'll have to. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I think they'll have to. I wouldn't say not worry about it in the sense that you want to be prepared, but I think I do think this is an important enough benefit enough people rely on that they'll have to do something. I wish they would have done it a long time ago, but you know, that's just the way it is up there. Yeah, more reactionary, right? Than proactionary. So, um, all right, how about this other one? Um, The market is the market, right? It's going to go up, it's going to go down. And we, over the last year, it's been a a ride for many folks. Hopefully you didn't get out and you, you know, stuck to the process. But in bad times, you know, the bad news is that your portfolio just lost 40%, right? This is something you might tell somebody in a meeting or review. Mm -hmm. But the good news is it's going to come back eventually. Uh, And I guess that speaks to kind of a funny comment, but it still speaks to you stick to it, right, Wade? You you invest for the long term. Yeah, I do think this actually is true good news. Um, now, what I would say is, you know, a 40% loss in your portfolio, that's a big, that's a pretty big hurdle to overcome. So maybe it's before that happens, you know, we make sure that we understand how your portfolio is set up, what type of risk level you're taking. Maybe maybe you're just not comfortable with that 40%. But if you don't need the money and you're still in the growth phase of life and you're still in the accumulation phase, it will come back eventually. You have to stick to the process. Where this really hurts people is when they're in the income phase of life, right? So they've yeah. retired or they're using their investments to generate income, to supplement their income from other sources. That's where losing 40% can really be a real big bummer. Yes, it may come back eventually, but I would I would say we need to plan for that possibility and do some things to avoid that having a huge detrimental effect on your long-term plans. And we can talk about strategies. We could do a whole podcast on some strategies. One of the ones that we recommend is a strategy around bucketing, where we put your money in different buckets. Like bucket one is your short-term bucket that we would use to fund your monthly or whatever needs you need on an ongoing basis. Bucket two would be a mid-term bucket, maybe a little more volatility. And bucket three is your growth bucket. That's the bucket that has the potential maybe to lose that 30 or 40%. But as long as you don't have to sell out of that bucket when times are really bad, then you have a much better chance of protecting your capital. So gotcha. yes, that that truly is good news. But of course, it's a little more complicated than that. Um, but yes, losing 40%, no fun. The good news is if with time, it will recover. We don't know when, but let's plan ahead so that when that does, that type of thing has the potential to happen, that you're better prepared. That's what I would say. Yeah, and if you want more you know, more information on that bucket approach. We've we've talked about that in past podcasts. So I, you know, go back and check out yeah. some of those, and you'll find that information. Um, but also, you know, I think the good the thing is, you know, with financial planning, that's why you do it, and why you work with someone like Wade. Is that, that listen, you know, when there is bad news, you'll have 
somebody else with the perspective to know what other options are out there. What is the That's good right. news? What other ways can you go with your money if you need to? Um, it's not just about dealing like if you had that loss in the market, you know, most people might just sell and, and just you'll know, be down on themselves. But it's planning and going through each one of these, these steps, you know, Social Security, long term care, all this stuff. Uh, to make sure you have a, the retirement that you prefer and that you hope for. So, yeah, interesting. The good news, bad news. There's going to be always that in life and in financial planning, but uh, it's important that you work with someone you trust. All right, right. let's go mailbag, Wade. Mailbag. A couple questions we got come in to the show, and you can always send them in via the website, chessmanwealth.com. All right, first one from Diana. She says, I've heard about a strategy using life insurance to create income for yourself in retirement. Is this a legitimate strategy? Yes, it can be a legitimate strategy. It's a little bit more sophisticated strategy. It's it's not right for everyone, but it can be used to supplement income and retirement. And you know, we we used it successfully with a lot of clients. The idea is, a, you know, to essentially the way it works is you put money into a life insurance product. You have a death benefit in case you die. But then you also have what's called a cash value. And so over time, that cash value grows inside the policy. And then eventually you can take out that money in the form of a loan that you never repay. And it sounds kind of crazy, um, again, not for everybody, but it has it is a strategy that's been used successfully for a long time. It just has you just, it just has to be appropriate for you. What I see a lot of times is people are shown this type of approach, but um you know, they're, they're really not in a good spot for it. You know, it's not for everybody, but for the right people, it can be a great um, way to save, an additional way to save. So that's something I'd love to, you know, if you have, maybe we can explore in another show. I know we'll probably do a business owner podcast on that. We'll interview one of our insurance specialists that we work with. So interesting. Yeah, can be done, but you have to understand it and it's not to be taken lightly. Yeah, with a lot of these things, planning is, is crucial and critical for success. It could be, it could not be, but taking those steps to plan and make sure you know what you're doing and why you're doing it is important, Diana. But thanks for the question. Uh, Ron's next. He says, I'm anticipating a market crash any day now, so I have about mm-hmm. half of my IRA in cash. That means I have about 350000 that's not really making any money, so I don't want to just leave it there for too long. How long should I wait before I reinvest it? Oh, great one. Let me get out my crystal ball. (laughs) You got one of those? It's still cloudy. No, no (laughs) one knows. You know, no one knows. I don't know what I'm... It's like when you go on Yahoo and you see market procrastinator predicts market crash. He doesn't know when, he doesn't know how, he doesn't know what date. He just says it's going to happen. Who knows? Um, What I would say is it's better to understand your overall goals and objectives and put that into context of what you're trying to achieve. You could be right. You know, maybe maybe the market is going to have some kind of crash, but I wish, you know, and maybe you'll get it right this one time, but it's very difficult to do. So it's better, like we just talked about the bucketing approach earlier. There's things you can do to keep your money working for you and also give yourself peace of mind. So what I would say to Ron is, look, I have no idea, man. At this point, you've kind of left it up to your, to a guessing game. You know, there's no way to know exactly. It's better to have a well thought out plan than just to have a kind of a hint that maybe the market's coming. I mean, you know, if you had some data to back it up as to why, and maybe you've done some research and you looking for trends, even then that's still very difficult. So what I would say is I don't know how long you should wait. I think it'd be better to put together a plan. And, um, you know, it's certainly wise to have, you know, especially in retirement to have some of your money 
and liquid type of assets that you can get to at any time. But I don't usually putting half of it in cash, just hoping in anticipation of a market crash is not the way I would recommend it. Yeah. Ron, thanks for the question. Again, if you have a question for the show, you can send it in via the website, chessmanwealth.com. When you're on the website too, uh, a lot of different tools there. I highly recommend you access some of those, some of the free resources like, for example, eight blunders to avoid in retirement. You can download that right now. And contact Wade if you want to sit down and and go through either any of these planning items like life insurance or worrying about investment strategies, all this stuff Wade does at Chessman Wealth Strategies. And you can call him directly at 214-572-2120. All right, Wade, let's call it a show. Uh, Great. Some good stuff. Good news, bad news. Bad news is the show's over. The good news is we got another one coming in a couple of weeks. That's right. I love that. Looking forward to it. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. We appreciate everyone listening and we'll be back again soon. Take care. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.